Alright everyone, welcome to Hacked History. My name is Lucas Jagosinski, one of your fantabulous hosts here. We got Jacob Klahach as always. Jake, how you doing today? We do we vibing, we vibing. <laughs> the darkness gets closer to encroaching with each passing day. Fantastic to you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're coming back with the God War Part 2. Electric That's right, it's not just a sale at Culver's on fish fries. We're coming back, we're talking about some more ships threatening to shoot each other, but not actually doing it for the most part. Oh, there was, it got real wild there towards the middle part. <laughs> it got wild towards the middle, then it calmed down again, and many people say that that's like Jake's sex life. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> Alrighty. I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> ah, <All right. laughs> smart decision. Anyway, we're, <laughs> before we get started here in this episode, we got to remind you that you can find us on pretty much all the social networks you can possibly think of. We're there on Facebook at Hacked History. You can find us on Instagram at Hacked underscore History. You can find us on TikTok at Hacked History. You can find us on Twitter at Hacked underscore History. You can send us an email to hackedhistory101 at gmail.com. You can give us a review on Podchaser or really any podcast service now. I think Spotify added reviews. You can do it on Apple Podcasts. Any place you want to give us a review, we'd really appreciate it, even if it's a negative one, because, you know, sometimes we can improve. Right, Jake? Sometimes we can. And I think there's one of us here that can improve much more. <laughs> yeah, it's you. Yeah, it is me. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, just, I wasn't going to debate that. Like, I'm just throwing myself under the bus. Okay. Throwing myself under that big, long double-decker. Anyway. <clears throat> Yeah, um, we're going to talk about the Cod Wars today. Uh, Jake, when you, why don't you remind us where we left off in this fantabulous story of fish and uh, treaty rights. Treaty rights and near violence. <laughs> A story as old as time. Fishing and treaty rights. Well, when we left off in the last episode, we basically had talked about kind of the relationship between both Iceland and the UK and fishing in general, which, yes... <laughs> it is the clitoris of the sea. <laughs> we also talked about how this became a proxy for the Cold War. Yes, um, it did. And we did. And that kind of was weirdly prescient in this entire story. <laughs> because as we talked about with Iceland being where they are, they were kind of important if the Western NATO powers wanted to keep the Soviets in check. And for Iceland as a country who was really trying to figure its own shit out and trying to be like, we're our own man or woman or or person. I, I won't question. Honestly, I would give you a stereotypical Icelandic name, but I can't pronounce them. So we're just not going to. I guess Bjorn, like Ragnar. Ragnar is a good one. Nah. Bjorn. Bjorn. That's more like Scandinavian. I guess that could be Icelandic. That, that, I was going to say Scandinavian, I think, encompasses that upper area, maybe. Does it? Does it? I don't know. Anyway. Write us in. Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> angrily write to us in your Tweet at language us. with all those circles. Twitter at us. Twitter at know. us. Anyway, so we had basically talked to that the whole point of Iceland putting in fishing limits was that it was trying to sort of have some sort of national identity, and they didn't want the British encroaching on that sweet, sweet ocean clitoris. <laughs> they didn't want the British doing what they've been doing literally every other time, know, and just yeah. like, we, you know, you got some sick shit, bro, but now it's mine. <laughs> now it's mine. <laughs> Strap in, fuckers, they're going to the mall. Speaking of shit, speaking of sick shit, here's some smallpox. Ayo. That's a classic European move. True. So, what one could of... ar- hold on, hold on. Sorry, hold sorry. On. One could argue that uh, the impact, because of the impact, maybe we shouldn't call it smallpox. We should call it. Wait for it. Big pox. Oh my God! Give I mean, this man just, an Emmy. Just give me the PhD right now. Just give put it me behind your PhD. my. Put it in front of my name. Put it in front. <laughs> I'll print it out myself. I'll put it on the wall. And you know what? That's called me doing my own research. That's me. That's you. That's you pulling a Joe Rogan. That's right there. me doing my own research and making my own facts. God. <laughs> so there's just this one poor listener. He's like, I come for the history. Move the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, so let's get back to the dry facts, Jake. Yep. Dry so, facts. Originally, obviously, the British had tried to sort of more or less blockade the Icelanders into No, they they, they tried to blockade the Icelanders. It's not even just more or less. Like they were trying to fuck them. They blacklisted too is maybe a better term, but they blacklisted a lot of Icelandic so, fish. Hey, products. you're not you're not gonna make product you you can have these you can have all the fish you want. But you're not gonna make money, essentially is what they're trying to do. Like you can have all these fish, but good luck selling them. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was the initial plan, and then the U.S. stepped in. <laughs> the U.S. was like, oh, come on, come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then the Soviets like, we'll buy, we'll buy fish from you. That's fine. We, we have lots of people to have to feed. We have lots of... And, and uh, Alexander down the street needs at least five for his family. And then all of a sudden, just some American dude sunglasses with the American baseball cap. It's like, the fuck you do? <laughs> Hell no. I'm getting in on this shit now. France? I, Spain? I, I rode over here in a freedom rocket, and I am ready to... I'm right... <laughs> Yeah, that's practically how we basically go to all countries. <laughs> On a rocket fueled by the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's be real. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. The reason we got to the moon was the Nazis. <laughs> the Nazis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Anyway. Dirty secrets. Yep. So We're going to do an episode on that, by the way. Oh, At we some point, we're 100% paperclip? doing an episode on the Nazi influence in the space race. Paperclip. Clip it. Boom. Okay. Got it. Clip it, reverse it, <laughs> flip it, so pop it. Where we're starting off in this episode is going to be the beginning of the first COD War, which started in 1958. Now, the beginning of that situation for Britain and Iceland was that because the Iceland Icelanders did basically Icelandic stone, people. Yeah, I call them Icelanders. I'm not sure if that's the proper term. I feel like it's not bad. No, nah, it's probably fine. It's fine. I, but because the Icelanders had basically sort of stonewalled the British efforts to get their way the first time over, and they were enforcing their new territorial water boundaries, they were in a situation that was rife for altercation. Closer to the mic. Closer. Yeah. Right in there. Get in there. <laughs> You're going to have to edit that. I'm not editing that. <laughs> it's staying in. <laughs> the situation specifically, though, that they had was that there's a lot of just shit where they're like, No! We won't listen to you, Dad. You're not my real dad. <laughs> listen, Stephen. Just because you <laughs> listen, Stephen. Just because you think I'm not your father doesn't mean my say doesn't go in this house. Rich, just because you're plowing my mom does not mean. <laughs> Rich has got a sweet stash. He shows a fucking Camaro. <laughs> just because I'm an investment banker doesn't mean I can't plow your mom, Gary. <laughs> I lost track like of the two Apparently, I think we messed up the names. So that's fine. Ah, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> But the fact was that this Icelandic law that was saying, you know, hey, this three-mile limit, can we make this four, really pissed off the British because the British don't like being contradicted on their own yeah, worldview. Well, they don't like a lot of things. Not that I'm pissing on the Brits on this one because there are definitely times when the Icelandics act like a bunch of twats too. But in this situation, that law was basically pissing the British off to the point where having a no-fishing zone... That would literally be 12 miles off A lot coast. of the no-spin zone. A lot of no-spin zone for about 12 nautical miles. Fuck you, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. So, ideally, as we talked about to this no-fishing zone in the last episode, was basically that the British could not enter their territorial waters, meaning if you went in, you would get escorted out, and you couldn't fish in there because it would be like going into your neighbor's backyard pond. I, I love thinking about taking this. taking his koi. <laughs> the best place to think about the best way to think about this is like, just imagine two Midwesterners sharing like a pond, but like it encroaches in Ice part. Ice fishing hole. And part of the, yeah. They Ice both fishing hole. They're both supposed to have half of it. But, but one of them is just like, hey there, Gary. Um, What you say about I just take all the fish out of here there. And you get and, whatever uh, I don't take. Yeah, just me. get whatever I decide to leave you. Yeah, that's kind of what this is. It's really weird. <laughs> and then and then Stu is just like, hey, Gary, I got to say there. That's a, that's a pretty bad deal there, buddy. That's, that's a tad bit unfair. That's like when uh, the Bears dealt for... Uh, Jay Cutler. <laughs> Only you will get that reference. Ah, uh, no, there'll be some other people who will get it. I promise yeah, you yeah. it's good. So, with the Icelandics basically saying, like, hey, four-mile limit's not going to cut it for us. We're going to make that 12. And that law's effective at midnight on September 1st of 1958. It's like, you know what, we're just... <laughs> yeah, screw you, we're just going to just well, expand exponentially. Is, this is... A country trying to lay claim to a fairly rich fishing zone. So I feel like if we haven't made this clear, it's it's a it's a money maker. I do love the fact that the Icelandic people were ballsy enough to be like, okay, Brayton, guess what? You're not okay with four. It's basically fuck you. We're just taking twelve. Pretty much. We're just it. taking it. It's just like yeah, I don't know. Like all right. these are our boundary waters, and by God, we are gonna take all the fish from them that we fucking want to. Pretty much. Yeah, that's what happened. So that extension was floated by other countries in previous conferences that were dealing with this subject, but nothing concrete had been reached. I wasn't going to talk about that because that's just dry as fuck. But on their own, Iceland picked up the provision and went all the way to making it a law. (laughs) 
So this wow. idea was supposed to go through like NATO or the UN. Yeah, because it was supposed to be vetted by like actual like and bodies. Iceland of, like, just said, "Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> We're moving." And so they made it a lot, but because this was not officially recognized by any standing like UN countries, including Britain, the government for the British basically said, um, "We don't give a shit about this Icelandic limit. We're gonna fish where we were." Like leaving like the four months, yeah. which oh is kind God. of a big fucking gap. Let's be honest. <laughs> so I mean, I just love that. Like, uh, wait, so wait, let me get this straight. Okay, so there's a lot of numbers going on here. I'm yeah. losing track of my graphs in my head. Okay, so basically the British said, okay, now four is okay. But yeah, like, uh, well, uh, officially, yeah. When we talked about that last like, episode. So, okay, so were, were, were they like, I just want to understand like where they're at now. Yeah. Were they like, okay, four is okay, but now you don't get 12, but now we're okay with four after like Iceland was like, we're getting 12? I think in it, what had happened. I'm trying to imagine like a text conversation. No, 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 this is, this is good. <laughs> this is good to bring back up. So when we talked about it in the last episode, the three miles was sort of like the starting limit. That's where it Iceland started, yeah. Iceland was still part of Denmark at that point. But the British could just fish wherever around that country. So technically three miles was the limit, but they didn't enforce anything, is what you're saying? Pretty much. Well, like three miles is what the Icelandics wanted. I sound so stupid right now. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. It does get kind of fucking complicated. From here, it does get a little more straightforward. But what basically happened was they started in the three-mile limit around the coast of Iceland. And the British, even then, were still like, what are you going to do? And then they went... Yeah, and then so that stayed for a while because there was a little bit of a tussle towards like little, the early 1900s. A little bit of slap fight between... A little bit. And then after World War II when Iceland became its own country they extended it out to four and basically what ended up happening... So to make this pretty simple yeah. it's essentially like before Iceland was a country they had a, li- a limit of like what you could like you know fish around there but it wasn't like very like straight. Yeah. But then like, they became independent and they're like, hey, you know, we need to kind of just, we need to lock down this industry because this is how we're going to make money. So they're like, okay, so we kind of need to lock down these fishing rights. Yeah. So they were just like, okay, now it's time to take this seriously. And then Britain's like, whoa, whoa, whoa you never took this shit, shit, shit seriously before. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, like just because you grew up and became a country, you think you can, like, well, and the boss is, us Iceland, around now? Iceland had taken it seriously. They had proposed it, but the problem was all the bigger countries didn't really give a fuck. <laughs> They're like, yeah, that's cute. Yeah, that's cute. Anyway. That little Iceland. Power. Little Iceland, you're funny. Yeah. So if, if, Iceland if we had to if we had to put it down to like a more local thing, at least within a Wisconsin branch, although it's not the same as like the spearfishing thing. Yeah. It it's kind of like within the same feeling of like people So Jake one hundred percent will do an episode on spearfishing oh, yeah, sometime because he's yeah. super into this. Oh yeah. I so but Market yeah. Market. But yeah, that's that's where we'll sort of Well that's a thing for another day. Anyway. That is one hundred percent a thing for another day, yes. Yeah. But. So after they're sort of, like, trying to talk back and forth to get this to work. You know, Iceland and England were like, uh, this is not this is not working well for us in terms of Iceland's case. And so Iceland says, like, well, we're just going to push the limit to 12 miles because we say so. 12 and miles is kind of it now because that's where we're... Yeah, like, well, that's the, pro- that's the proposed one, right? Yeah, and because yeah. Britain doesn't recognize it, technically it's not abiding. I kind of love that. Like, It's like, yeah, you're right, that's fine, but like, we just like, it didn't happen to us. It's like, limit, the, it's, it's like the fake... The, the, like when people call something fake news. Yeah. That objectively mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. But they're just like, nah, 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 it didn't happen. No, nope, it <laughs> didn't happen. So yeah, and so knowing that the Icelanders would probably enforce that new limit, plus they were just chipper enough to pop a cap in the ass of anyone dumb enough to try to ignore it. Sick. The Royal Navy was sent in to escort and cover the fishing trawlers. <laughs> Good use of taxpayer money there. <laughs> Four frigates and a supply boat. That's and what it was at starting. Boat. Let's go. Now, on the opposing side, though, the Icelandic Coast Guard didn't have a lot. They only had, like, seven patrol boats and a semi-outdated Catalina PBY. If you're a big World War II airplane fan, you that plane's kind of synonymous with, like, just... You'll know what it is. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's really not a good way to explain that without going into detail. So we're You'll not gonna know this plane. <laughs> You'll know this airplane. <laughs> so, the war effectively started September 1st of 1958. When All that right. new law was supposed to go into effect. Because then the Icelandics were like, you are inside the zone, you need to fucking go. And basically the trawler captains were just like, fuck you, dad. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> so I did list some notable in- incidents, innocence, incidents that happened during this first war, though. So 
I tried to keep the names to a minimum. I didn't. I can't wait to hear you try to pronounce these names. No, I'm... no, no. I didn't do names. I just referred... Damn it! <laughs> no, some of them, trust me, too. If people are going to look at the website and be like, why is it there's, like, no information <laughs> in only the Wikipedia page, which is what I used, it's because Jake it's all... read I... Icelandic. I can't. I fucking can't. <laughs> it's one of his main shortcomings, actually. It really is. I'm sorry. <laughs> just the Icelandic part. Anyway. Subtet- he can do any other language possible, though, so if you want to just message him oh, in I Chinese. Oh, I Cantonese, yeah. Do something in Chinese. Jake's got it. I got it, man. <laughs> I got it. So, anyway. So, September 4th of 1968. 1958. Right out the gate, there was a collision between an Icelandic and a British patrol boat. Uh, they would so they, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, context. Go. All right, context. We don't know where these were at. Context wise, nineteen fifties. We are in the heat of the Cold War right oh, now. Yeah. So like, so like, it's kind of funny because we don't really don't talk about like these like actual like little conflicts that happened during it. Yeah. Like, because like this is almost like one of the ways that you could argue the cold. <laughs> There's a very like big historical argument that some people will argue the Cold War is that's not what we should call it because there was actual deaths and there was technically fighting. Yeah. Even though it wasn't usually directly between the two countries involved, there was yeah, plenty proxy of proxy wars, wars that yeah. you could argue were direct results of the of the ideological war going on. Yeah. But we're in the 50s here, so we're talking about straight up red scare time in America. Like people yeah. are freaking out. It could be commies living next door. Russia's fucking nuclearizing everything. Yeah. Like, how can we build more fucking nuclear fission shit? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, okay. And then you got England and Iceland. Like, hey, you know what? Take your fingers off my fish fingers, motherfucker. <laughs> the Marshall Plan. People are airdropping shit into... <laughs> Germany. There, there's a blockade of fucking Berlin. <laughs> but then England and Iceland are like, hey, fishing rights. Like... None of this other shit. We're just concerned about our fish right now. Well, and, and the fact is, too, I mean, it does end up becoming a Cold War problem because what we talked about before, Iceland has is home to, like, a major NATO presence that and we talked about. We kind of need. We kind of need if we're going to try to keep the Russians from sending submarines out to fuck so us we up. So we actually ended up siding against our own allies in some ways. In a because, weird way, yes, we did. Because, well, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and, like I said, when we talk about collisions, these are extremely common during this. Like, these boats would basically run within, like, a like they would run right up next to each other, or they would run into each they're other. They're basically playing the bumper cars. Chicken. They're playing chicken. <laughs> they're like, which, no one chicken. Of, which one of you is going to turn away faster? <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, and so that in 58, that first one is September 4th. That's what happened, because they would get so close, they'd provoke each other, and then <laughs> one would just run into the other one, and then they would, like, so close fuck that, off home. Some people would say, you could smell the vodka on the Russian allies' breasts. <laughs> Russian? They're not even Russian. I know. Anyway, <laughs> on October 6th of 1958, there was an Icelandic patrol On October 6th of 1958. An Icelandic patrol boat opened fire on a British trawler in order to force it out of the Icelandic waters, which is a bit of a step up. <laughs> All of a sudden, we went from accidentally bumping into one another to oh, opening sorry. fire. Oh, oh, sorry there. <laughs> to... I can't hear you over the sound of the guns. I can't hear you over the sound of your screaming as you die. Oh, God. <laughs> you dirty pig. I don't know why I wrote that accent. Oh, yeah. So uh, so not accurate. Anyway, moving on. Uh, November <laughs> just, 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 just go past that. November 12th, 1958, there was an Icelandic patrol boat <clears throat> that encountered a British trawler allegedly illegally fishing within the boundary limits, according to the Icelandic captain. After the trawler effectively <laughs> gave the Icelanders the bird and kept going, which actually <laughs> absolutely happened because they, like, radioed them. And the trawler just ignored him. Fuck you. <laughs> was like, I'm pretty sure, I think in the story that I heard, this one was like absolutely like un, like marked. So this was like, they didn't know what country it belonged to. They're basically just like, eat my ass. We're pretty much. Like, fuck you. We're not going to listen. And they kept going. And so the Icelandic gunboat opened fire with a couple of blanks to try to tell them like, hey, we're not fucking hey, around. Like, hey, listen. Hey, down. dude. Like, come on now. Like, you know the rules. You know the rules. Come on, bud. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, don't make us do yeah. this. So the idea was... <laughs> oh, like, you're still coming. <laughs> oh, you're still going. <laughs> so yeah, the fact is like, they opened fire the blanks to get the, the trawler to halt. The trawler radioed the Royal Navy. They entered the fucking chat. I'm calling my homies. <laughs> and gave the gunboat the sign to fuck off because it was a frigate with multiple guns on it. <laughs> like, hey guys, the, the battle has changed now. Yeah, and uh, let's just point this out. The Icelandic people are wildly brave. Because not to let a fully armed Royal Navy frigate tell him to fuck off, this mad lad literally said just no and told his crew to man the guns and ordered the ship to close distance with the frigate. 
It's like that one anecdote with the sailor. It's like, bring me my brown pants. Bring me my brown pants. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, it was just like, no, I just, I just, guns I just, 15 and missile launchers. Bring huh? me my red shirt. <laughs> let's Wait, fucking go. Right, let's get a second count. How many guns do you have? 30. Bring me my brown pants. Bring me my brown pants. <laughs> it's got nukes on there? All right, let's go. All right, you know what? Just, I'm going in naked. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the frigate responded by telling the gunboat that they were going to get fucking ventilated if they kept that up. And so they basically kind of just, like, kept the watch on them until other Royal Navy ships showed up. And at oh, that point, God. because they were outnumbered, the trawler fucked off. So, yeah, okay, fuck it, fine. Yeah. Pretty much, because they were going to willing to die over this. This was not a good idea. The captain's idea. like, okay, fuck it, fine. We'll just get out of here. Yeah. So, that was on sea. The funny part's on land. Oh, God. So, oh, wait, 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 wait. The last time, we, just as a reminder, everybody, the last time we talked about warfare on land, we were talking about blue beach and red beach oh, no, no, and no, green no. beach. There is no physical <laughs> fighting on land. It is all right. It is just a lot of trolling. Wait, so there's no color coding here? Nope, not at all. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> nice. Fingers. So, on the form, or sorry, on land in Iceland specifically, the first COD War took the form of really high-grade trolling. And I shit you not, that is oh literally God. what happens. Yes. So, with the presence of Royal Navy warships in Icelandic waters, naturally there were protests that showed up at the British Embassy. I believe it was in Reykjavik. I might okay. be wrong. So, so, they, so these Icelandic people now are seeing the British ships. They're not happy about it. Yeah, no. They are like, hey, what the fuck is this? We, This is our water, dude. You need to, like, respect that. Did, did they hold up signs that said hashtag 12 miles? <laughs> I um, What happened was they basically were out there protesting in front of the British embassy, and the British ambassador at the time, Andrew Gilchrist, oh, God. confronted the protesters outside. I do say... <laughs> Oh, it gets better. Trust me. So he's a 49-year-old war veteran, just to give you an idea of this kind of individual. Okay. He responded to the protesters outside his window by literally cranking up his gramophone all the way as high as it could go and blasting bagpipe music in the quintessentially (laughs) British military marches at the protesters. I can't hear you if you're saying to my bagpipes! I can't hear you over my tunes! (laughs) This track's fucking lit, mate! I'm sorry, what you talking about? You talking about tea? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And, and the thing is, too, that, like, within the governmental sphere, like, I... I oh, my God, that's fucking fantastic. I no, can't get that, over that That guy. one's a good one, yeah. And, like, too, that, well, that's going on in the actual government sphere. Iceland officials just decided to play their nuclear option and basically told... You know, NATO, like, if the British don't stop encroaching in our waters, we're going to leave NATO. And you don't want that, and we know you don't want that. <laughs> They're just like, hey, NATO, like, listen, like... We'd be a we'd, shame <laughs> if we fucked that we, up. We've been homies for a long time, right? And, like, we love this relationship, don't get me wrong. But, like, if you don't fucking beat the shit out of this dude, we're out. We're we gone. out, bro. We're gone. We okay? out, bro. You need to beat the shit out of him convincingly, otherwise we're fucking out of this open relationship with seven other countries. Seven other countries. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many countries we're in a date open. Oh, that's a very open relationship. <laughs> yeah, they're all fucking with each other. Yeah. So, <laughs> because of that, like, threat to basically say, like, if we leave NATO, you've got to send your shit out of here and take it well, somewhere and else. Well, and to be fair, like, these countries at this point were petrified by communism, oh, so yeah. that was, like, not, like, a, that wasn't a threat they would have taken lightly. They would have been like, holy shit, like if they leave NATO, like they could actually turn communist and maybe it'll spread to all of the other countries, including ours. Well, that and the fact is this is 19, like late 1950s. We're talking Khrushchev era Soviet Union. So there's this feeling of like, because Khrushchev took an active role, if we're talking to like Cuba and shit like that. In spreading communism to third world emerging countries. Yeah, so because he had already proven he, he had a track record for this shit, so it makes it even worse. They were scared. Yeah, they, they had a reason to be scared. This isn't day Uncle Nikita was pretty scary. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, until John F. Kennedy talked to him. Yeah, and then Nikita was really fucking chill. He was. And then Brezhnev came in and he was just boring. Captain Eyebrows. Captain Eyebrows. If you don't know what Brezhnev looks like, please read, please Google him. He's fucking hilarious. Oh my god, he's fucking amazing. Probably the most hilarious of the Soviet dictators, actually. Actually, no, it's Andropov. <laughs> Andropov fucking lunatic. Was, was that the guy that, like, he didn't surf for, like, three years and he fucking just died? Yeah, no, he was, like, <laughs> old as fuck. He had kidney failure and he was there during, like, the, uh, like, the early 80s when Reagan was, like, openly talking about going to war with the Russians. Yeah. And then, like, it ended up with, um, 
him like there we should really do like a abel archer episode or a couple who the hell is abel archer it's i mean to not give too much away it was the second time in american history where we almost accidentally blew ourselves up oh you're talking about the one time where that one guy in russia had to like literally decide like on a moment's notice whether he'd hit the button or not that's part of it yeah that's basically we decided to run a fucking like military exercise in nato and the russians (laughs) thought it was real the and they like, literally were this close to launching their nukes. On how we, that would have been so bad. That would have been very scary. Anyway, we would never have been born, actually, probably. so. Oh, thank God. I wish I had been. Oh, come on now. Anyway, <laughs> so seeing that the Icelanders were probably like properly pissed about the lack of support that they were getting from NATO, which does seem kind of like a huge fucking problem. Yo, part you of guys, NATO. listen, like, I'm actually going to leave if you don't do something. Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he just says that. Anyway. No, I'm serious. I'm super serial. I'm super, super serial. Man, bad peg is real. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, the Icelandic fucking demand is kind of reasonable. I just like, can you get him to fuck off my arm? I know, but it's kind of like Al Gore and Fat Buck episode. God, it really does kind of come off like Mad that. Man, peg is real. I'm super serial. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, yeah, the, the threat that they gave rattled the other NATO members just enough, namely... Like I said, the United States, whose forces would be expelled if that was the case. And NATO caught the memo and jumped in to mediate, effectively bringing the first war to an end peacefully. To an end. To an end. So later mediations between Iceland and the UK, however, no, they are sorry. I'm, I'm thinking ahead of myself. So later mediations between Iceland and the UK ended up with a 12 mile limit being enforced and an allowance of British fishing during certain seasons. An idea of trying to make both sides sort of happy here. I hear you. So, while no one was killed during this war, thankfully, there's still still costs that needed to be looked at. Specifically, the fact that just by dicking around in the northern Atlantic in the fucking, like, North Sea, there was about 500,000 pounds sterling, or according to this handy-dandy chart of fucking money. This handy-dandy little chart here that $672,532 <laughs> of oil that was burned... Just having them drive around as well as Wounded Pride. I love it. Here's the problem is the Wounded Pride. Isn't Wounded Pride <laughs> literally always the problem? Like, Pretty much. COD War 2. <laughs> <laughs> the COD War 2. The war that got so stupid we didn't think we could write a sequel. But then someone took coke and we wrote one anyway. <laughs> the, the seat clitoris strikes back. <laughs> we ran, the, studio ran, the studio ran out of money. <laughs> And that, that sweet, sweet hole just came back out. We are cur- <laughs> <laughs> Now, did you see what I called the first the first episode? Called it the sweet. No, 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 no. I called it. Called it the of the no, I called it. Um, uh, let me look it up. Actually, keep going. I'll okay, tell you in a second. Anyway, yeah. So, second COD War that was from seventy two to seventy three. So we have really only like a year here. Now. That start of that second war began with what else but another fishing limit expansion. <laughs> so stupid. It's so great. God. Uh, so in the fishing summer- limit expansions? Yeah, another you one. You say? Another one, huh? So in the 15 summer- miles? 15? 50. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, in the shit. Summer- so in the summer of 72, the Icelandic government decided to expand the fishing limit again to 50 miles. I'm shook. I'm shook. I'm glad that you are. I, you are as shook as I am. I'm shaking the I'm shooketh. Right <laughs> <laughs> Intended to accomplish two specific goals. Number one, to conserve the fish stocks that they felt were rightfully theirs. And two, to increase total catches for Icelandic fishing boats. All right. All right. So, Up the catches. I get it. Yep, both of it was supposed to be economic and natural resource sort of. All right. We I need follow, to make I sure follow. that this is still around. So the British naturally opposed this. Although what is surprising in this case was that other NATO and Warsaw Pact nations opposed it too. Really? Because, well, ideally, too, you're going to say not only the British, but any other country that goes within that limit is going to be in fucking trouble. Okay, but, like, also, like, don't they have other places to fish? Like, is the fish just so good here that they just need to fish in that specific spot? Literally. That's literally, it's the money spot. I shit you not. It's it the literally, G spot of the sea. It really is the clitoris of the sea. <laughs> it's the G spot of the sea. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just imagine, like, okay, like, when you say it like that, it's I just so imagine, bad. no, I just imagine there's just, like, this homeless guy on, like, the side of the street. Being, oh, like, God. Oh, and the fish, they never stop. It's the clitoris of the sea. Oh, just, God. <laughs> oh, God. Like, oh, I just imagine just some homeless guy just running after you. You're going to go off the... 
Yeah, I know. Just running after me, no pants on. With a I button. used to finger the sea. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, so Lucas, you might be asking yourself, yeah, if NATO and the Warsaw Pact aren't willing to accept this, who is? Oh uh, God. Um, Take a guess. Uh, the Russians. Warsaw Pact is Shit. Russia, buddy. But that's like both sides. <laughs> no one's gonna accept it. Am I Various stupid? African states did. Oh, okay, that's fair. I guess they were probably not involved in it. No, they weren't. However, there was a reason why. So, a lot of African states... Which African states, Jake? I don't know, but I'm assuming it was a lot of ex-colonial states. You're assuming? <clears throat> well, I'm not assuming. I tried to find details, but that's also in Icelandic. Okay. I'm sorry. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh, Goddamn. <laughs> There's a language barrier here, man. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> Learn Icelandic. I don't know. Maybe don't stop know. being I'm lazy. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> this one episode and nothing else. Fucking Learn Icelandic for one episode. Come on, get your fucking shit straight, your shit dude. together, Jake. God damn it, you God lazy damn. fuck. <laughs> Come on, you don't know what Jorgen Bjorgen Arkishnorg means. What? You can't. You can't read Icelandic. You pussy. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Anyway. So, specifically, a lot of African states at this time were voicing their support because Iceland was playing this whole thing out as a small nation stance against colonialism and imperialism. They're the underdog. Yeah, which makes sense. Cause I'm kind of rooting for Iceland right now. No, I'm going to be honest too. with you. I'm 100% rooting for I did, for too, and I also felt a little something for Britain, too, because it's people's livelihoods at stake here, but... The but problem- also, like, I feel like they have other ways to make money. Well, like, Iceland literally just yes. has fish. Like, that's yeah. the only thing that they have. Iceland has fish and tourism. Yeah, and it's about literally it. it, yes. So what ended up happening here was that, again, and for people who are like, well, African states, why the fuck would that be the case? Well, well, let's also remember, okay. This is post-imperial. Yes, but we do need to understand what happened with Africa. Like, Let's just take a brief like step back. Take it away. Well, okay, so I, I forgot what the name of the conference was, but it was all of the... There was a conference that happened, I think it was, like, mid-1800s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was all of the imperial powers in the world. So you had Portugal, you have England, you have France, you have Spain, um, all Germany, beating up Germany, yeah. and that, I think that's mostly it. I think maybe a couple other people there, too, but basically all the important European countries Yeah, all up. the big European And they basically said, okay, right? <laughs> so, guys, there's this whole huge thing in Africa, right? Like, yeah, there's people there, but, like, yeah, just forget about that. Like, if we could just carve this up in any way we wanted to, what would we do, right? Like, it was, like, a cool brainstorming session until they were like, okay, yeah, we just did this, right? So this is how it is now. Like, so all these tribes and territories that were also very stable because they just kind of, they didn't think about, like, oh, yeah, maybe if we put these two people in the same country, they might not like each other too much because they've literally been warring for fucking generations. I was going to say, yeah. Um, and then they were like, okay, so, then, but then you also have, what's interesting is a lot of these places, um, a lot of, like, weird colonial ties to, like, European ideals and names. A lot of racism, Like, Burkina too. Faso was literally, like, isn't that, like, is, that's French, right? Um, well, like, Cote d'Ivoire. The, Cote d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast, that's French. The Gold that's Coast is also French. I um, mean, like, there's, um, oh, God, Togoland, I thought, was German. Yeah, I think it was. Um, yeah. Swaziland was also Swaziland. German. South Africa, South Africa was German. Oh god! I, oh god! That's a fucking hot mess. That one. Yeah. Um. But but so basically, what you have to realize is that although the, these African countries seem very disconnected to anything that would be happening in Europe, even though most of them at this point are not colonies anymore, they still have ties to those nations. Well, so not only that, as independent countries now too, with a lot of independent they traded a lot of times with these nations too. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, but also as we'll get into, or if you already know, with like say the Cold War, Russia and China, at those countries even now, they pump weapons and money into those African states as a means. And to of be like, fair, so does the U.S. No, we do too. But too, I'm yeah. saying like then. That was their main concern, like the Russians in Angola and the Cubans in Angola, and like the well, the, the 80s, Russians also but... did that in the middle, the Mid East too, well, like yeah, Afghanistan. But that's the like... thing; it, it's everywhere, and that's where, like, that's why it kind of became significant because to African nations who were like, we just shook off the chains of a bunch of white fucks who didn't see us as human. Oh, by the way, it was the Berlin Conference, is what you were talking uh, about. The Berlin, okay, yeah, yes, thank you. That to the people in Africa who were looking like into the news are like, well, these 
guys who are like just literally don't even have a navy or an army are just standing up to the British and just waving their dicks in their They're face. They're like, hey, this, this shit's awesome. Fuck yeah, bro. It's like, hell yeah, man. We'll support you. Yeah. That's awesome, man. So, that being the case. Go Iceland. Yeah, man, but it, it was it worked really well, seeing as the British were considered the Alpha Chad of colonialism. They were the Chad and the Brad of Europe. The Brad Chatterson of Europe. The Brad Chatterson. And so the beginning of that new law saw the British, or the beginning of that new law, which was September 1st of 1972, saw the British and the West German fishing trawlers again inside the zone. Get in the zone. Auto zone. Auto zone. Because obviously yep. this was another situation of the Icelandics enforced it, the British didn't recognize it, and the British just I see a lot of around. patterns here. Yeah. They just don't ever learn, do they? They don't. They really don't. So the Icelanders mobilized the next day and chased no less than about 16 ships out of that zone. <laughs> which is a lot for one day. <laughs> it's just like, all right, we're getting everybody out of here. It's like that. It's like when you're like when somebody shows up at a party and that person doesn't like that person's hosting the party, but then all of a sudden they're just fucking dumb. Like, all right, party's over, get out. I like to think of it as like the closing manager, like at like a retail store, just like hustling people. Out. Make your purchase. Get the fuck out of here. Just get them with a stick. Just like go. Don't, don't make me hit you. Go, go. Choose your candy. Go, go. Choose your candy. Which one do you want? I can't. Do you want the butterfingers? <laughs> Take the goddamn butterfingers. Make a choice. Make a choice. Make an assessment. <laughs> yeah, all right, old Greg. All right. So, learning from the last time, though, the Icelandic Coast Guard noticed that just chasing down the boats was not enough to get them the fuck out of there. So, the Coast Guard ships employed a new strategy. They beat the, beat the shit out of them. Kind of. Basically, the Coast Guard ships employed what was known as net cutters. And it was just this oh, no. big ass... So they, wait, wait a second. So, was it basically, did they just get close enough to them so they could just slice all the nets so that they lose all the fish they caught? Yep. That is fucking brutal. It is brutal because it was dragged behind whatever boat had it. And you had to go like oh across from behind. Because so, most cases, like a fishing trawler, it drags the nets behind it. Yeah. So it would have to go over the boat in behind... Drop the thing. It would slice the nets. Let the fish go. <laughs> we broke your fucking nets and we stole your fish. Essentially, we just put the fish back. No, <laughs> pretty much. They were just being a fucking pain in the that ass. That is amazing. <laughs> like, no, so, like I, no, we did not no, no, spend enough time fine. talking about how amazing it's that great. is. Great. No, that's great. That is so fucking passive aggressive. Because they're not actually attacking them. Yeah. But they're just fucking messing with their whole operation without actually attacking. Oh, yeah. That is amazing. That might be one of the best like, modes of pissing someone off without actually fighting that I've ever heard of. Like I said, love that. I almost should say this whole thing is just a method of trolling people. It is so No, it's just funny. like, I just imagine the Icelandic people, like, right when they do it, so they don't go to work. It looks like you lost out of your fish. <laughs> just fucking flipping them the bird. <laughs> just, like, suck a dick. Pretty much. Like, so, like, the first use of them using that technique came in like the 5th of September because an Icelandic uh, Coast Guard patrol encountered an unmarked oh, this was the unmarked trawler I'm sorry was they encountered a unmarked they had, trawler I feel like they had a lot of unmarked trawlers well, in this case they made a note in the art or the thing that I was reading about that the trawler was completely painted black with no numbers and they couldn't get them to answer so this, as to this, what this they one were was, doing there this one was a fan of the Rolling Stones huh? yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> it was unmarked inside the zone so being a general pain in the ass the trawler refused to cooperate and blasted rule Britannia <laughs> into the radio <laughs> Oh, no. I can actually get a clip or two of them doing that too for the website. That is, you need to do that. For oh the no, website, I yes. do. I have them on standby. I just haven't gotten to that stage yet. But goddamn, that is so funny that to is, me. I love this so much. I was like, I just love the idea of like. Listen, I thought this was going to. Can you dry. identify yourselves? <laughs> I thought this shit. Wait, hold I just, I thought this was going to be dry, but it's so not. It's no. This is the best part. Wow. Yeah. So. Give me my dessert, just at, you know, at this point, just like, mm, feed me. Mm. <laughs> That's a kink for someone. All it right. is for someone, probably, anyway. not for me. So, obviously, because the trawler was not listening, the Coast Guard boat says, all right, fuck this, we're going to do this thing. They moved alongside the trawler just enough to where they could get the cutter down into the water, and then they were supposed to just cut hard over, like, the back part of the yeah. boat to cut the nets. What they usually do, yeah. Yeah, so as they were getting ready to do that, the guys on the fishing trawler, according to the Coast Guard crew, they saw them throw, like, <laughs> ropes into the water to fuck with the propeller on the Icelandic yeah. boat. Because once you get it tied, he's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so the trawler's crew was, like, trying to get them to slow down. The patrol boat cut across, cut, took out on one net, 
and then was ready to make another pass. And I love this part. The trawler crew on the Brit or what was ideally the British ship, after they had taken out the first net, the the Icelandic boat got up close. The guys are just chucking coal and garbage and and inexplicably a fucking fire axe. They literally threw a fire axe at the Icelandic boat. Wait, so fire axe. <laughs> You mean they set an axe on fire and threw it, or like what? They is threw it? a fire axe. Oh my god! So like an axe that's used by firefighters. They just were chucking coal and garbage, and then one guy was just like, "This will get him," and he just threw I'm it. Fucking <laughs> throwing the fire axe! Oh shit! I armed them. <laughs> Let them have it! Oh god! <laughs> Why would you throw a the fucking axe? The best bit about this was that the whole time they were basically trying to like remain anonymous. <laughs> What the fuck was the point of throwing the axe? I don't know. Wait, so it's the British they threw it at the Icelandic boat. Yeah, right? they did. Oh the British threw God. it at the Icelandic boat. So while that's happening, all of a sudden, the Icelandic people in the patrol boat catch the radio stuff from the trawler, and they're basically like, oh, these guys are fucking British, because on the radio, they can hear the captain and the crew just fucking losing their minds. <laughs> it's just angry as fuck, screaming at each other. <laughs> What the, the fuck are you doing? Because they left the fucking button on him. <laughs> you son of a bitch. And all of a sudden the Icelandics are like, ah. Okay. Well done. Now it's on. Yeah. So moving forward from that, which was a great moment, on the 25th of November, we do have an injury. Now there was one death, specifically. Okay. And a couple is, of wait, injuries. is this injury the death? or is This, this is the injury, okay. not the death. The, the death comes later. But... Basically, what happened was, on the 25th of November... On the 25th was, of November? There, there was a crew member on a West German trawler... That Ancient was a, aliens. No, I'm thank you. Thank you for cutting me off from that. <laughs> Go ahead. So, there was a West German trawler that was within the zone, and basically, they got caught up to by the Icelandics, and the Icelandics did the same thing. They went out, they tried to cut the net. In this situation, though, they ended up snapping a wire that was holding one of the nets down. The wire snapped back and it hit the crew member. That's unfortunate. It did not kill him, but it hit him in the head. Yeah, I don't know what kind of damage it does. I can only assume it will literally he kill him. He probably had a concussion. It's not good. It's not good. So that was that. Again, we're not looking at major death toll. This is just sort of one of the more notable things that happened. And this is just like a ragtag dick measuring contest. <laughs> dick measuring contest. This would make a fantastic movie. Someone needs to make this a movie, but, like, yeah, make it, like, a sarcastic comedy movie, though. Like, like the fucking Death of Stalin movie? Yes, this would be a fantastic movie to tell in that vein, because there's just so much here. It's so fucking good. Yeah. So, <clears throat> that being the case, on the 18th in January of the next year, of 1973. On the 18th of 1973. In the 18th of 1879 to 9369. This is Casey Kasem. Okay, <laughs> With the net cutting method. A letter being... from the Riddler. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Are we good? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, by the 18th of January, seeing as the net cutting method was proving <clears throat> to be working, the trawlers couldn't keep fishing until Big Daddy Royal Navy could shadow them, so they kind of fucked off for a while. <laughs> Didn't the, the war wasn't over there. They kept trying. Flash, we'll be back. <laughs> flash forward to the 19th of May. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, a couple months later, the trawlers came back. Um, All right. In well, this situation, however, the British deployed jets to provide air cover. To jets, Jesus. I know, I know. <laughs> they provided oh jets to, well, and ideally it wasn't meant to be military. It was just a spot for the patrol boats to kind of like say, hey, these guys are that coming to crash your good That just seems so time. intense, though. Oh, it gets worse, trust me. So, it to provide air cover to the trawlers and radio the position of the Icelandic Coast Guard boats. Hey, let's bring an Icelandic booger on your butt. You better get out of there. That actually is probably what, probably, that's kind of like that. It's like whenever people and like, CB radios would, like, we got ourselves a two smoky. Yeah, 10-4, we got ourselves a, uh. We got ourselves a bacon pit over here on the I-54. <laughs> yeah. What? Got ourselves a party at, uh, at, uh, IHOP on the. He's <laughs> trying to, like, desperate, like, I, he's got a party on IHOP. It, it's a goddamn sheriff's department. <laughs> and I, I know words, but I forgot the code for this one, guys. I'm not going to lie. There's some fucking cops behind you. You might want to get out. There's some cops behind me, and I got a lot lizard right now in my cab. Hey, now, her name is Shonda. Good old Shonda. Shonda knows how to go. She knows how to praise the man. Smiling Shonda, that's what I call her. Smiling, mostly because most of the teeth are Listen, just fake. She ain't got no teeth left, but I tell you what. She, 
Sure, her gums make this weird grinning thing. It's kind of. I actually don't know if she's smiling or not. You know, I don't really know. You know what? Nah. You know what? Just get get out of the cops. Get that. <laughs> <laughs> Just the dumbest fucking truck driver ever. I go get go no, over there. No. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so with the British putting jets into the game now, what's next? The Icelandic government decided to genuinely consider an appeal to the UN Security Council. Okay, so yeah, so now we're in the 70s, so we got the United Nations now. Yeah. Good shit. Or are they were kind of threatening to invoke Article 5 of the NATO Charter. Now, what is the article that I refer to? Article 5? Article 5. What do you think it is? Uh, what do they say? They're going to leave again? Well, ideally, they're not going to leave. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is Article 5 the one that says that if, like, one of your allies is being attacked, you also have to attack the person that's attacking your ally? Right on. <laughs> so. Yeah. God damn it. Just to give you an understanding of just how pissed they got. Well, I mean, I'm already kind of understanding, because they literally want to potentially start an all-out war with England. Over and fish. force all of the other countries to join in. Yeah. <laughs> over fish. It's a bit of a fucking stretch. I just to be fair, that, that is, like, uh, over half of their economy, but still. But that's a bit extreme, even <laughs> in that extreme. circumstance. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you just how far extreme that it decided to go, because around the time that they were considering those options, Frederick Irving, which was the U.S. ambassador to Iceland, received a demand from the Icelandic prime minister... Ulafur Johannesson. Johannesson? I like it. Ulafur. Ulafur. Ulafur? Probably something like that. Anyway, um, getting to the main meat of it, though, what they wanted was for the United States to send jets to bomb the trawlers. Oh, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> so it's just like, all of a sudden, the guy's just like, yeah. He's just like, oh, so, well, we'll set the scene. We're going to kill him, Frederick Irving is just sitting there in his office doing his paperwork, and all of a sudden, like, mm. Olaf or Johannesson. Oh, look, it's a call from my nice Icelandic friend. Hey, what's up, Olaf? I want them dead. All of them. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, what was that? He's just like, hey, listen, man, I got white powder all over this room. We need to fucking show him, man. We need to fucking show him. Saying that must have been a run over. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All of a sudden, you get them to calm down because they're like, no, we're not going to fucking do that. <laughs> no, you crazy son of a bitch. We're not going to do that. And, uh, yeah, so... It, no, Ilfer. No, Ilfer. 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 Oh, God. We're so, gonna yeah. Get, we're going to get some emails for this one. Oh, God. I can't read any of them, so it's not going to matter. <laughs> we haven't got any emails yet, actually. It's fine. I'm sorry. No, it's good. It means no one's been pissed enough to write. So, anyway. So. <laughs> you just aren't pissed enough to care. <laughs> Uh, that's the way we like it. Hey. And that's then that's the way it is. Anonymity. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> as a result too, because the British were kind of stepping the game up, there's major protests in uh Reykjavik on the twenty fourth of May. Hey, good job. That's actually a tough that's actually a tough town in Reykjavik. Reykjavik, yeah, it's Kefulovic it's Kefulovic and Reykjavik. That I know. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. And so there was the major protest, again, outside the British Embassy, in which case all of the windows, and it did specify all of the windows all were broken. Of the windows. <laughs> all, of the, all of the windows were busted. All right, look, there's a window that's not broken yet. <laughs> hey, that guy's carrying a plane of glass. Give me a break. <laughs> Pretty much. What the fuck is day? <laughs> you think you can fix my windows? Sorry, I was thinking of the Empire fucking jingle. <laughs> One eight hundred empire. You think you think they you think empire could solve the problem? They were they were on the front line of the cod war, <laughs> fucking replacing windows and flooring everywhere. Oh god, another window! Oh god! Oh god! With so much money. No, but think about how great that would be for empires of business. Oh yeah. Oh, they'd clean house. Yeah. Literally, they'd clean. House. Yeah, they would literally clean house. <laughs> So, moving forward a couple days on the 26th, there was an Icelandic Coast Guard ship that was intercepted by a British trawler and it ordered it, or sorry, that it had intercepted a British trawler. Ship is picked, like Joe Box in Pacific. <laughs> and it ordered it to halt. <laughs> so, and this is probably where it got a little dicey because the, when the skipper refused, the Coast Guard ship opened fire in order to disable the trawler. Oh, no. Um, the trawler ended up taking four uh, blank rounds in the nose in the front of it. Which, uh, when I talk about blanks, I'm not talking, like, pop of smoke. Like, they're still a fucking projectile. Just not lethal. <laughs> not explosive. Oh, God, yeah. Well, they're blanks. Blanks can kill people. Blanks definitely do kill people. Yeah. Alec Baldwin will tell you that. Oh, no. That wasn't a blank, though, was it? No, that was a live round. Yep, it was. So, 
That being the <laughs> Why case... Why don't you have me confirm that? <laughs> Were you seriously I not? wanted to make sure. Okay. I right. was like, are you trying to get me to say? Because yes, I'll agree with you. It was a live round. Yeah, it was a live round. In that case, because the Icelandics had put four, five fucking holes in this boat and started taking on water, it had to turn around and go home. I can't hold on much longer, Captain. Yeah. In between the 1st and the 7th of June, the Icelandic lighthouse tender Arvakur which I believe is the proper pronunciation, Arvakir. Yeah, you know what? I don't know. Better than I could do this, so. Uh, allegedly, but I'm believing this one, collided with four British vessels and allegedly rammed the frigate HMS Scylla <laughs> as it was on iceberg patrol. They're just playing full-on bumper boats yeah, at this point. Yeah, now they're just like, fuck you. Just going ramming each other in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then another incident on the 29th of August was, and it was really the only confirmed casualty of this conflict, and I do mean like death casualty, was a man named Haldur Halfrionsen. Uh, Halfreyosen? Husen? Halfreyosen. That's what I was going for. I'm fucking great. Occurred during a collision with the frigate HMS Apollo. The space that Halfreyosen was working in, because this was, he was on a, um, in this case, he was on a, uh, a patrol boat, okay. started flooding, and he ended up getting electrocuted by his welding equipment. Yikes, okay. So yeah, he died. So that was kind of an indirect casualty because it, it wasn't is... really caused necessarily by like the actual yeah, act of the other enemy. Well, the problem is like, but yeah. it was killed because the but it was indirect casualty. Well, because, yeah, because you know. the Icelandic patrol boat, I think, it rammed the Apollo, ended up with the what taking of water, and because welding equipment, it's yeah, spark electricity, it just well, fried and it. water conducts. It so. does, yes, it does. On the 16th of September, 1973, NATO Secretary General Joseph Lunds decided that he was going to go to Reykjavik to try to engage with the Icelanders <laughs> because he just was having enough was of like, shit. Okay, you know, maybe stupid. we should try to stop this. This is getting dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was fun for yeah. a while, but uh, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, regarding kind of the lack of support to Iceland, and on the 3rd of October of 1973, finally, after they'd sort of reached... At somewhat decent, like, On okay. the 3rd of October, NATO gave to me. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. We were for scraping the bottom of the barrel of the comic. Right <laughs> no. That the, uh, so, at, on October 3rd, the warships were ordered to be recalled back to their home ports. And these warships were leaving the zones with the trawlers. They were, they decided one last thing. To, to blow <laughs> out the speakers with Rule Britannia, as you would, and my favorite... The song "The Party's Over" by Willie Nelson. <laughs> the party's. <laughs> oh my god! Just imagine some fucking fishing boats. Just one of them blasting like fucking a, a, a British war like ba- ballad, ballad. Like, like marching. Yeah, tune, you know. like a marching tune. And you have another fucking boat next to it, blasting fucking American singer Willie, Willie Nelson. Nelson singing "The Party's Over." The party's over. Like you could not write this better. No, it's great. So they finalized an agreement and they reached that in. Later, or in November, sorry. That enforced... At a later date. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I, I try not to be so, like... I try to be specific enough that we have... <laughs> you are, you, like, you did almost sound like a, like a teenage girl, girl. And, like, they kind of, like... They made an agreement, right? And yeah, it was kind of sick. It was kind of cool. <laughs> sorry, they got to do that every 20 or so minutes randomly. It was kind of cool. And then I went, shit! <laughs> yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah. Can I get a oh, yeah. oh, God, I'm so disturbed by that fucking trend. Anyway. It's, it's, it's concerning. It's bad. Anyway, so they reached a finalized agreement in November that enforced the 50-mile limit while also allowing the British trawlers to fish within the zone, provided that the total catch was kept to a specific poundage limit. You know, it just... I wasn't yeah. going to go into details, but they were basically like, you can fish, just don't go over this. So they did kind of make an agreement at the end. After they kept pissing at each yeah. other, they basically said, okay, well, yeah. you know, you can take some fish, I guess. Yeah. COD WAR 3! 75 to 76! Oh, I wanted this to be done so bad! <laughs> uh, we're almost there. We're almost there, buddy. How do they, how are they doing this again? Like, uh, I just... well, here's the problem. Uh, Iceland decided... Well, they got a bitch about poundage limits now? <laughs> no, Iceland decided to extend the limit again. Iceland! You won! You technically won! How far, though? 200 miles. <laughs> no! Yeah, what is this? Someone trying to get elected? They were like, "Hey, we need to, we need to really just increase these ranges." I do think to this point they were kind of being a bit over the top. Like two hundred miles was fucking kind of extreme, in my opinion. But well, yeah, I mean, me. look, at some point, like you gotta kind of accept something. Like, well, yeah, that's the thing. So, oh, excuse me. What ended up happening was again the British refused to recognize the new limit, and because this would be one of the hardest fought disputes of the three that basically went to war almost immediately. Well, I say war, but anyway. 
So, British trawlers, again, had a lot of their nets caught. There was a lot of ramming. Like, I do mean a lot of ramming between Icelandic patrol boats <laughs> it's and pretty, frigates. pretty hardcore, bro. Yeah. So... <laughs> I'm sorry. Outside. I'm sorry. You said a, a lot of ramming. I a lot like, of ramming, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jake. So the thing with the, outside a lot of the run-of-the-mill altercations, which I'm not going to get into because there's probably more than we could count. There were more serious incidents, and again, these are what we focus on. So on the 11th of December of 1975. On the 11th of December. Thank you. <laughs> 1975. 1975. <laughs> thank you. You should have given me these dates to read. I would have just. <laughs> So the Icelandic mine, there's an Icelandic minesweeper that ended up responding to reports of foreign vessels inside the zone. The mine, <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. So the minesweeper goes to the area that they're reported and finds three British ships, a tug, and two oil rig supply ships that were sheltering from a gale that had kind of been in that area. So sure, they were in shallow waters, kind of just waiting it out, just chilling. So. In this situation, reports vary somewhat at this point because the Icelandic report basically says that the British vessels initially complied with leaving and then all of a sudden they just decided to just fucking go completely like the other direction. It went rogue. And just literally decided to just say, fuck you! Yeah, I mean, we're gonna leave, but like, would that actually be fun? Nah. Yeah, man, wouldn't it be funny if... No. Wouldn't it be funny if we just, like, didn't leave? Yeah. The tender boats decided to try to ram the Coast Guard vessel. And eventually, what ended up happening was that they just started running into each other. Good lord. The British account of this was basically the total opposite. The Coast Guard vessel attempted to board one of the ships and ended up scuffling with another tug in the process. So, they basically rammed into another one. Regardless of actually went down, the ending result was that the Icelandic Coast Guard vessel was left pretty much close to sinking, while the tugs suffered moderate damages and had to turn around. So you had a like there were multiple times they were this close to losing boats of their fleet because of how stupid this was. It was just like bumper boats version three. Let's go. Much. Let's go. Yeah. So this situation specifically again resulted in the Royal Navy being deployed and to cover the trawlers and any other British ship that was in the waters at the time. Because at this point in time, now the Icelanders are just kind of like picking whoever is flying a British flag and just going, that guy, we're going to fuck that guy. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> hey, look, wait, is that the Union Jack? Get him. <laughs> yeah. What's that guy? Oh, hold up. No, that's Australia. Fuck. <laughs> no, shit. Hey, our, our bad. Our bad. Hey. Our bad. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. That wait, one's wait, wait, on wait. us. Listen, that one, that one's on us. That's my bad. That's, that's my, my bad, bad, bro. My, my boat bad. is on fire. That's my I, bad, bro. I told you, it's my bad. <laughs> Dude, do you not listen, bro? Oh, guess what? I'll buy you around at the bar. God, it's my bad, all right? Like, I mean, just friggin' relax, man. Like, <laughs> God, like the one guy, like the stoner who crashes this his guy. car, and he's just like, bro, not a big deal, dude. <laughs> like, why are you so mad? I don't... <laughs> I don't know, because you ran into a tanker truck? <laughs> minimal, minimal damage. Okay, minimal but... damages. Well, that, that would be the case, wouldn't it? <laughs> Except for the situation here where another casualty occurred. And I do mean non... I did use the word smoked in my fucking oh my notes here. But it's a non-fatal casualty. It was an injury where a fisherman on a British trawler ended up getting hit by some air and equipment during an, an altercation with one of the patrol boats. Again, ramming, snapping shit. A guy got hit by a hawser in the head or in the body, and it was just to me. Like, all these are expected. Like, there's yeah, these are not all injuries. that wild. Um, all in all, though, this was pretty much like even though it was had to be like the hardest fought, it was more of the most aggressive one with just ramming directly and all this stuff. Pretty much, like I said, towards the end of this thing, the Royal Navy took all the brunt of the damages. They had fifteen frigates damaged during that. The, all of the 197 days of this that happened. Yeah. So, notably, though, they technically had some serious damages to three vessels in particular. So, the Royal Navy frigate... The H- Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Yes. <laughs> no. The HMS Yarmouth had its bow almost entirely torn off during an altercation. Oh, shit. Not, not great. That's not good. Not good. The frigate HMS Diomede, which I'm thinking is how it's pronounced. Diomede? It's D-I-O-M-E-D-E. Diomede? Diomede, probably. Uh, probably. Um, she ended up getting a 12-foot gash in its hull after being rammed, um, <laughs> which reported it and basically heading back to dry dock for the rest of the year. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a problem. Yeah, and then this one's my favorite one. The HMS Eastbourne, which was one of the frigates, ended up with such serious structural damage that it literally ended up becoming a training boat that couldn't move. 
They put it completely out of commission. They retired the ship. Pretty much. So, they got so fucked in that battle, they retired it. Yeah, and, and remember, all of this is fucking taxpayer cash. Yeah, they're wasting a lot of taxpayer Yeah. Money. So, again, the Icelandic government chose to play their nuclear option, was to get NATO to pay attention. Basically, in this case, they just said, uh, you know, that nice NATO base at Kefilvik, uh, we're going to close that shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Again, Stop th- being such drama queens. But this is their only option. That's the thing. Like, it sounds they like... They got to call in their homies. That's all they got. Yeah. yeah. So, as a result of the threat and the poor diplomatic situation with Iceland, Britain decided that the best solution was just to acknowledge the 200-mile limit without any special considerations, because clearly this hadn't worked the last two fucking times. <laughs> they had just spent too much taxpayer money at this point. It's kind of reminded me of, like, how the, uh, the Americans won the Revolutionary War. Basically, they just pissed off the British Army enough until the British were like, ah, it's not really worth it's it. It's not worth it. Yeah, we've like, got other colonies to fucking deal with. Not this like, that's all ass. they really did was just piss off the British Army enough to where they're just like, ah, it's not worth it anymore. Yeah, pretty much. That's basically what the <laughs> Icelanders... No, that's kind of the same thing here. It's the same scenario. Because, like, obviously the British Army had, like, way more resources. But you had but a the Icelandic people just it, yeah. pissed them off so much, they're like, yeah, okay. All right, whatever. Yeah, and it have your fucking limit. But it looks bad too. I mean, this is like this is the downfall of what's left of the British Empire. I mean, we're talking Falklands in the eighties and shit like that. But like, they're losing their land holdings steadily. Oh, the here. poor British people. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. To them, there's no reason in making themselves look like a bunch of fucking assholes because the Icelandics could do a better job at defending their country. So. Following NATO intervention, the agreement was reached around June 1st of 1976. Well, considering the English are also in NATO, I would think that they would... <clears throat> yeah, but this is like, I, like, I think NATO was just like, we're not getting involved, this is too stupid. Yeah, this shit is just dumb, it's bad, it's dumb and bad. But really, it, this is what you guys are fighting about? Yeah, but, you know, the agreement enforced the 200-mile limit while it was allowing British trawlers to fish with inside the zone, provided, again, that they acknowledged the catch limit, and everything was pretty much... Peachy key, kind of. Like, there was a couple things after in, like, the 80s and 90s, but we're not going into that. Final tally, though. This is the home yes. stretch. I'm with you. Even though this story does seem relatively ridiculous, and it is very it's pretty ridiculous at points. It is extremely entertaining for me at points to researching it. The Cod Wars had real-world consequences. Because... <laughs> this, is what, this is the classic sitcom, and uh, we had a lot of fun today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, hold up. Let me turn my chair around. Listen, uh, I know we backwards. I know. Listen, uh, kids. I know. Uh, I know we had a lot of fun today, but uh, don't touch me. We're talking about the, these other things, and uh, let me tell you that uh, Jello pudding pops. Oh, Jesus, that took a fucking turn. <laughs> I, know, oh, I know. I know. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no, where do you know what I wanted to tell you people was that? What do you mean, it. you people? I'm talking to white folks. Shut up and let me talk. I'm a dude. It's playing a dude. Disguise is another dude. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. God. So, <clears throat> we look at kind of how this ended up as sort of legacies concerned. Iceland's goals, all things considered, were successfully accomplished each time that this happened. Yes. They got what they wanted. They won. So, Iceland won every time. Pretty much, which is kind of crazy to me. but Pretty impressive, honestly, tactical-wise. Yeah. The negative influence happens on the British side because now that the fishing fleets and a lot of the fishing communities who are already declining is a market by the time that this was happening, now facing an overall exclusion from what were considered prime fishing grounds. The clitters of the sea, yes. Yes, the clitters of the sea, because they couldn't find it. Yeah. It's not inside, it's on top. couldn't find it in the clitters. Like all British people, just they can't think find the, 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 the rogue sea sea captains just looking to stick their trawlers up in a nice, <laughs> a bunch of briny men looking for, <laughs> to looking to, to, to drop anchor and just to be professional. I wonder why nobody will hire with us. <laughs> oh, so it God. says here you. We want us to do an ad read for you, but it says here you called the ocean the clitters. We call you called the Icelandic yeah, ocean the clitters. Bet you can't find it either. <laughs> but you can't find it. But um, oh my God. yeah. But the fact is that that entire fishing market, now that they'd lost the prime fishing grounds, entirely bottomed out. So, and I'm talking like the entire coastal, whole coastal communities here. Like, this is this is basically a, a skin and what I would think in an American context. Kind of like the automobile factory is closing down? In a way, yeah. The is that what you go with The that? loss of, yeah. like, a lot of the factors. jobs, yeah. Yeah. Um, in the recession and stuff like that. But this is kind of what happened. I mean, that 
whole industry basically went to a shadow of what it was. And uh, thousands of skilled fishermen and everybody associated even in that particular field lost their jobs and didn't really get compensated by the government until like the 2000s. That's rough. <clears throat> that is rough because I think they did like on a million pounds or so. But like I think individually everybody got like a thousand pounds a pop, which I mean it's something, but shit. it's not enough. <laughs> not nearly enough as a compensation. Yeah. Um, military price take for this little fucking adventure came to the tune of just over a million pounds, <laughs> or in American God. money, one billion three hundred and fifty-seven million three hundred and ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> Oh my god. That's in repair costs, you know, fuel, everything. Let's be real, though. Americans spend tax dollars in way stupider shit. Missiles. Yeah, unimaginable un- 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 stupidity, probably. Oh, absolutely. TikTok. Mega gear. TikTok on the clock, but the party anyway, don't stop. So I'm, no, no, we're going to stop that now before Cash ends. Stop it! Listen, I didn't do more than like 10 seconds. We should be fine. Okay. National pride level, though. The feelings generated by the COD Wars are still felt a generation or more later. And I do mean this literally. So, God. Icelandic nationalism received a major boost because they fucking decided to humiliate they just the British. fucked up the British, yeah. And the COD Wars, and I can't believe I'm saying this, are mentioned pretty much any time there's a dispute between the two countries. Or whenever there's a fucking soccer game. No, I could definitely see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the soccer so, team's probably just really yeah, yeah. to that. So that's it. That's the COD Wars, my friend. That is the COD Wars. Well, holy crap. There holy is a crap. lot more to that than I thought when he originally mentioned it. I th- I, I'm just surprised, man. That's just, uh, yeah. wow. A lot of stuff happened. We laughed, we lived, we loved, and now it's time to say goodbye. Well, I mean. Forever. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're going to be back with more episodes. Don't worry. The next one's going to be another propaganda episode. Which means I have to do some more research. Jake. I think you should. Uh, I think you should work on some Nazi space stuff. I think that should be your next adventure. I mind a little bit of Operation. Paper Talk about Werner von Braun and uh, the other, the others. There's, yeah. l- there's way too many, unfortunately. Ah, uh, it's fine. I will focus on von Braun specifically. He's the head. I, of the well, there's, there's the other guy too. That uh, what's the guy that was like really into cult shit that wasn't Werner von Braun, but it was also very. Ah, uh, can't think of his name. Unfortunately. No, 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 no. Like there was. He's like, not a, alive, but still. Well, you know, nah, God. It's like right there, too. Well, we're, we're going to leave you with in that. The next episode, we'll answer that mystery. <laughs> yeah, episode. we'll talk about it next time, maybe. Who knows? Uh, well, talking about more propaganda next time. You can follow it and find us on all those social media networks we talked about last time. Rate and subscribe, all that good junk. Uh, we appreciate you listening to this stuff. We hope you enjoyed the Cod Wars. Um, yeah, we'll be back with some more stuff uh, next week. Have a, great, podcast land. have a great day. <laughs>